0: warning what you are about to hear is a really loud catholic dude after all he ain't called the forte catholic for nothing so relax your grip on the steering wheel pull your headphones away ever so slightly secure any loose articles and muffle junior's ears because it's time to make catholicism fun again on the forte catholic show with taylor schroll on red sea catholic radio episode three during the quarantine and I am not joined by co-host Allison Sullivan even though she lives literally seven and a half minutes from my house we can't do it we're
1: like obeying the rules we're being such model citizens right now
0: and when people think Taylor Schroll and Allison Sullivan they think people who follow the rules
1: yeah they're like immediately obedient (laughs)
0: Uh, I, I really want to go, go into that uh, that uh, Bible passage about women and obedience, but we won't. We won't do that. We won't do that. That will be a. Th-
1: Oh, I don't know. I think we should. No, no, I don't want to. I think that's right where we should I think go. I,
0: I, I, I could have that conversation with many people. It terrifies me to have that conversation with you. <laughs> I like it. Uh, we are we are recording this as we have been for the last couple of months. This is all. We are also recording the video. It is available on Forte Catholic's YouTube page. Um, but if, if you, so, obviously, people watching on YouTube can see allison and can see where she is but i want to just kind of jump into that real quick so i have a few observations but allison i want you to first describe to the people where you currently are recording this episode of the number 15 podcast in estonia the country of estonia which i learned was a place this week whenever i got an email that said hey you're one of the top christianity podcasts in estonia and i said what's that
1: (laughs) get out of here I mean, there's probably only 15, but I that,
0: mean. So that's what somebody was saying. Somebody was like, I know one person from Estonia. And I'm like, to be honest, and there, there's only a million people there. I've learned so much things about Estonia this week. They were like, there are only a million people right. there. I'm like, well, if if your friend listened, that's probably why I'm in the top 15 Christianity <laughs> podcast in Estonia. <laughs> uh, so where are you? Okay.
1: So I've told the kind listeners several times That I am practically Amish and technology really can make me um, sweat profusely through my clothes, makes like fever blisters form, just a lot of anxiety. And so I did not, I don't mind messing up my own projects, my own technology. Um, It's anxiety upon anxiety to mess up your technology, the guru that you are, the good friend that you are. And so I have our internet box. Yeah, that's the
0: correct technical term.
1: It lives in my daughter's room. And so I kind of carved out a cleanish space corner and I am perched. And I mean, literally perched, like doing a position of, it requires a lot of skill and agility just to hold things just right. So that you can get the signal that you need, Taylor, because this will not fail because of me. <laughs>
0: well, it probably will, uh, but neither of us will find that out.
1: <laughs> well, it won't be for a lack of effort. Okay. Yeah, for sure.
0: Uh, in a, about an hour from now, we will both find out if the recording worked uh, as, we, as we planned. Oh,
1: have mercy. We're not in the clear yet? No, no,
0: no, not at all. Um, I, rec- oh. I recorded with, with, with your friend and mine, Liv Harrison, remotely for the second time. And I can't believe I did it because the first time went so terribly. The second time,
1: oh, you would think- She's worth it, Taylor. You know it. Well,
0: it, sure. That's fine.
1: She is totally worth it. Liv, you're worth it. You're worth any technological trouble or explaining or re-explaining. You're worth it.
0: Well, here's the thing. I explained and then re-explained, and then she yelled at me for never explaining. Uh, and then after we recorded, uh, it didn't sound very good, and I had to spend hours on it just to make oh. it, like, passable. Well,
1: I was, you were just really patient with me just now. Like, you were even kind of using a little bit of what I would imagine as a dad voice, mm-hmm. like, that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, it was really nice and kind. So I just, I my anxieties were alleviated until you said we're not in the clear, so. Well, it's fine.
0: You know. uh, I mean, like, to be fair, it took a fifth of the time that it did for me and Liv. <laughs> I didn't start saying choice words at her until at least well, I the also
1: time. have a podcast, so I'm not, you know, completely a virgin in this area, mm-hmm. and so I think that she deserves compassion.
0: Well, I I I used compassion until I used all of it up, and then <laughs> I only have a certain amount of compassion I can give per day. And I used my week's oh, worth. Oh yeah, you have a quota. You have a compassion quota. No, it's not a quota. I don't need to meet that number. It's a maximum. That once I use it, it's uh-huh. gone. <laughs> totally biblical. Very, very much so. Uh, and it comes from uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I need, I need the respect from the women in my life that. <laughs> oh man, oh <coughs> boy. So you are sitting, literally, you're sitting on on your daughter's bed. And I have, yeah. I have a few observations. One. I'm in a
1: squat. I'm, I'm like got all the lactic acid going. I'm about to get rhabdo.
0: No one knows what that is.
1: Oh, come on. All these CrossFitters that listen to your show.
0: Yeah, because that's my demographic. You know how many, like <laughs> every time I say I'm like weak, lazy, and, and, and overweight, everybody's like, yeah, that's my guy. <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 no. Okay. So what is what is rhabdo? Do I ask? Is that a thing we can talk about?
1: I don't know. It's like when your muscles work too hard and like protein goes into your kidneys. Drop <laughs> that down. Drop that down. That's like a total medical. I'm not very sciencey, but that's probably exactly right. I nailed it. So
0: here are the two tailors. The original tailor that was in very good shape and worked out for six hours a day. That Taylor didn't know that because it didn't matter. I pushed through everything. And then that Taylor died and this one arose from the ashes. And all that was left was the ashes. And I don't care because I'll never work that hard to get rhabdo. I
1: love resurrection endings. This is great. No,
0: I'm not the resurrection. You weren't listening. I'm the ashes. (laughs) My only use is to be put on people's foreheads once a year to remind them that Jesus loves them. (laughs) This is great because like whenever we record in the same in the same place, like there are pluses and minuses to everything. I love I love hanging out with you. I love when you're here. But now like like when we're sitting next to each other, we're kinda like looking back and forth at the camera and you. Right. Now I get to see your reaction whenever I say something mildly funny and I'm really enjoying this.
1: Oh well good. I am an expressive gal. I wish my face would quiet down a bit sometimes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've seen your face say things that you didn't want to say.
1: <laughs> so There was a teacher in high school once and she stopped like in the middle of teaching stopped and she i mean looked at me and goes allison are you happy and i said i like looked around i was like uh yeah and she goes tell your face
0: (laughs) what a loving teacher i feel like that's the kind of campus minister i am i love people by letting them know things that will help them in the future but make them not like me in the future
1: Oh, uh huh. Well, you know what though? It's probably not like you in the present,
0: but appreciate you in the future. I think it's fine. It's called sacrificial love. I I will say them. I will tell them something, and the sacrifices they will no longer be my friend. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Other other observations that I have. Your hair looks great. And thank you. We just so like on YouTube. I just posted a video of of you and I getting together to do some ministry. Uh, We we stood six feet apart. This was a couple weeks ago before everything went crazy. Uh, for the well, you you look confused. Your face is talking. Uh, again. I know. I was
1: like, "What did
0: I forget?" Yeah, was, or, <laughs> you, you don't. I'm surprised you forget any encounter with me. <laughs> I'm nothing <laughs> if not memorable. Block it out, yeah. maybe. <laughs> so we got together. We 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 stood six feet apart. You gave a talk, and 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 I led worship. And our good friend Andy Shaggy Cordy commented on the YouTube video. And yeah. because like every time we do ministry, you're, you're like you, you, you get dressed up and dolled up all pretty and you do your makeup sure. and you wear your fancy clothes and your hair looks great. And that yeah. that's how you looked for this thing because we were trying to simulate what it's like to go to that event in real life. Sure. It was just digital. Yes. So you looked great. And Andy, uh, who's, uh, we love Andy. He's a, he's a comic writer. He's very funny. Very good guy. And he commented on the YouTube video and said, that's not Allison Sullivan. <laughs> I've seen Alison Sullivan, He, him and his family watch the podcast. Like they'll be watching this right now and be like, Hey, that's dad's name, you know? And <laughs> they'll be like, that's not Alison Sullivan. I've seen Alison Sullivan on Fort, on the fourth uh-huh. day Catholic podcast. And uh-huh. she, she doesn't look that nice. <laughs> uh-huh. Well,
1: and what was my response to
0: you? Uh, your response was who the heck is this guy? think he is. I'm like, he's a friend. It was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I was like,
1: somebody needs to tell him I'm cute everywhere.
0: Yeah. And and we could say that. And again, people have free will and can believe whatever they want.
1: No, no, (laughs) this needs to not be debatable. I don't care that I'm in my quarantine outfit. I have not changed clothes in eight days. This is fantastic. I was kind of born to quarantine. And you're right. Thank you for the hair compliment. I curled the front of it, not the back of it, because who's going to see that? I think that's kind of the equivalent of like the news anchorman not wearing pants. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I, was going to tell a story and now I won't, so I can keep my.
1: Why? Um. Inappropriate. I love ha, Taylor. How funny is this? Is that you, of all people, have become my barometer of what's appropriate and what's not? I'm like, Taylor, can I do this? And I'm often, I mean, honestly, more often than not, you're like, man, nah.
0: Yeah. So here's here's my job. This there's an there's an equivalent. My job is to keep everyone's career going. You are my focus group. How funny is that? I like my friends and I want them to be successful. Um, some of them, I'll, uh, if I don't like them, I'll tell them to do the opposite of what I think is correct. Um, <laughs> but no, but, <laughs> I, but, I, but, I, but I like you. You're cool. Uh, but he, here's the thing. So we, we do a talk training and I, I speak for a living. It's kind of a thing that I do. So all of our new missionaries at Ablaze, every summer they come in and I've been leading or co-leading this talk training for five, six summers now. And like, I, I, I was like, here here's how you give a talk. We do, we do like three days of in-service and then they give their talks and then like me and their peers kind of give them, okay, this was great. This wasn't so great. Let's fix this in the future, right? I give all the rules in a talk and then they hear me speak over the next few months and they see me break most of those rules. And they're like, Taylor, <laughs> but you said, I'm like, right. You can't get away with saying those things. Yes. I can. I'm not sure why I can. Yes, but I can. But th- so yes. there are some things that you're like, can I say this? And I'm like, no, you can't get away with it, with your demographic and who you are as a person. Right. Everyone already I mean- views me as the village idiot. So I can get away with a lot of things.
1: Yeah, this is a really marketable skill because you you either give me a hard no, <laughs> hard no, or you give me like, a eh, I, I, don't, I don't think that's good. You have also given me the I wouldn't, but you could. Yeah. You know? Yep. And and then you've given me the, yeah, I think it's great.
0: Yeah. Go ahead. So uh, one of those things here recently is what we are going to talk about today. But wait, wait, I have one more. I have one more observation. And then we'll use that perfect segue that I just ruined. Uh, one more thing for the people watching on YouTube. Right behind you, there is uh, something that looks exactly like a monstrance. And in the middle uh-huh. of that monstrance, it's, it's hanging on your wall. There's two of them, actually. But there's one uh-huh. right behind your head. And it looks like a monstrance. There's like the rays of sun coming out from it. Yeah. And right in the middle, there's a circular place where you would think if you're a Catholic, that's where the host goes. That's where Jesus resides. But instead, it's a mirror that you look at yourself in. So are you saying that you are Jesus in the midst of this monstrance looking mirror?
1: <laughs> okay. A couple of responses. Number one, I was not very Catholic when I, I bought these at the Hobby Lobby. Um, and so I didn't even recognize them for what they resembled. Number two, only you and your vanity would consider that. <laughs> I don't <laughs> like, think so. That has never. I think is everybody is watching on YouTube, all.
0: like, "Wow, Allison's so vain, and she's teaching her daughter to do the same." It's oh, in her daughter's bedroom. Wow. I will
1: say, you can't tell it from here, but it's not in a place where they can look at themselves. Oh, like, I, I think, it's, you, it's I think more, you
0: can work very hard to find ways to look at yourself, Miss Sullivan. <laughs> then
1: it is a tool i'm a tool okay so we agree look at you quit seeing eye to eye with me taylor look at this
0: okay all right um uh here we go whenever you see eye to, eye to eye to jesus whenever you die he's gonna ask you about that mirror but that's i'm just preparing you for that once again speaking of things where you're like hey taylor can i do this one of those things um you and your husband have been spending your time very dis- uh, d- differently throughout this this uh pandemic yes. that we find ourselves in um, so before we get to you and your yeah. problems, what what does your husband do, and what has he been doing to fill his time over the last couple of weeks?
1: Well, so he happens to be a Mayo-trained infectious disease specialist that also works for the health department. He has an, a master's in public health. So he has found himself very much in the spotlight um, during this pandemic, and, and whilst in the spotlight, He's heroic. He's calm. He's calculated. He's kind. He is very much shepherding our community through this very difficult time. That's what you
0: wanted to know? It is, he's an infectious disease doctor and there seems to be an infectious disease going around. So it's his job to, to, to fix all of these things. Now, Running rampant, now, yes, all, ravaging. All of the things that you just said that you were just very complimentary of your husband who won't listen to this. So I'm not sure why you're, why you're complimenting him so much. But all of those things, I want to keep those in mind as you share what you've been doing with your time. Yeah, so mama's discovered TikTok. <laughs> And uh, we're not going to get into how old you are, but let's just, we have I just want to bring up again, we've already mentioned that it took a little bit of time to set up this internet connection that we have now. Okay, now continue. Okay,
1: but I'll have you know, I'll have you know, thank you very much. There is a trending hashtag called Moms of TikTok. So I'm not alone, okay? I am not alone. I think that I have discovered a sleeping talent It is a talent that has laid dormant my entire life. And as it turns out, I have an alter ego. She lives on Facebook, her name's Miss Savage and I frankly nail it.
0: Yeah, I don't know what to say about that, I won't apologize. You don't have to apologize for the ones you've posted. Uh, you would have to apologize profusely with some of the ones that you've sent me asking is this okay? Uh, because that answer is heck to the na <laughs> So
1: Yeah, that was a hard no you gave me. Yeah. I appreciate. I appreciate it. So
0: here's the thing. I th- I think it's awesome that you are having fun on TikTok while your husband is saving the world. Uh, but because yeah. you are having fun like I also noticed that none of your children are are in them. Um, which, which is just signifies that you and I are the same and ignoring our children while we're putting out content for everyone else in the midst of this time. Um,
1: but. They want to do stupid stuff. They want to do these really lame dances. And I'm like, no, watch this (laughs) y'all.
0: Sure. Uh, I thought you were going to be like, they want to do stupid stuff like coloring. I hate coloring. I'm an adult. No. <laughs>
1: uh, so <laughs> They want to do stupid stuff like science and math. Schoolwork.
0: <laughs> I mean, why are they doing that? So my wife and I have been enjoying your TikToks, um, both the public ones and the ones that I, um, as your agent, have said, no, please do not do that. <laughs> um, but. But you but here's the thing, you are finding you're finding a way to bring joy to yourself primarily in this time, but yes. also to, to some other people that you're sharing this with. So I, I'm I'm proud of you for living out the Forte Catholic message even when you're not with me.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. Thank you. You're rubbing off on me, Taylor. I don't know if it's for better or for worse, but I'll take it. I don't I'm having. A uh,
0: it's probably most people would probably argue for worse if you're becoming more like me. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> but here- here's the thing. <laughs> I think it's a great thing that you're bringing joy to people. But also because you're becoming more like me, I need to give you the advice that other people have given me that I haven't listened to. in
1: Yes. This good. You're steps ahead of me in the annoying department. Yeah, there you I go. Ma-
0: may- maybe this will help you more than it has helped me. Um, You know how you said, like, I found a new hidden talent in this time? I just want to point out that it's in a time where stress is very high. Our entire lives are falling apart. And we have more time on our hands, which could mean we're finding gifts that are great. Or we're saying, I hid these for a reason. And I just want you to no. be able to figure out which one of the two it is oh, over the course of this time. Oh, thank you. That's really that is really good <laughs>
1: discernment right there. That's a, that's great.
0: All right, we'll take that to prayer. Um, and I've never ended a segment by saying "take that to prayer," but that's what we're going to do now. <laughs> um, whenever we come back, we're going to be with our good friend Edmund Mitchell. Allison just Woo! did the sign of the cross. We love Edmund. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Allison, you have to explain something to me. What? You like speak for a living. You're on my podcast. You do your podcast. And yet when we do these commercials, you're like super like you don't want to do them. I don't, know I don't want to do
1: them. Why not? You spring them on me. I like to be prepared. Like, I'm a perfectionist, Taylor. You- and you just you like all this improvisational stuff. I'm not a naturally funny person. Okay.
0: Well, that's what Patreon is for. patreoncom <laughs> slash of Catholic? It's all the content, like in the normal show where you're not prepared. And right. Yes, it's where saying. you put all of my bloopers. And you have a lot. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon.com/slash/what's Catholic? You can help support the show. You also get behind-the-scenes content from every episode, bloopers, bonus content, like behind-the-scenes with our guests, our co-hosts, and Allison being angry at me. Yes. Go lots of eye rolling. You can't hear that, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Patreon.com slash ForteCatholic. When
1: I do it, you can.
2: (laughs) Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Wow.
0: Welcome back to Forte Catholic. If you're not watching this on YouTube, you're missing Edmund Mitchell, Dance As I Would Imagine, Eradicate Wood from Pokemon. If you're not familiar with what Pokemon is, just picture a large rat with big buck teeth and that's how edmund is currently dancing. Allison, uh you didn't join in this dance and it seems like something that you should get behind.
1: I I was observing because what I, I didn't get that whatever you just said. I got a really high kitten.
2: That's exactly what I was doing. That's that is the <laughs> yes. that was what I was channeling in my brain.
0: Yes. Well, well good. I'm I'm proud I'm proud of both of you. I really am. Uh, for this moment Thank in you. general. Thank you. Um, it
1: might've been a kitten rabbit hybrid. I don't, I can't.
2: That was, that uh, was something that crossed my mind. And then I thought, no, Alison will appreciate a really high kitten. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, and, and if you listened to the last segment, uh, we all know now that uh, right when Alison's done with this recording, she'll do a response video on TikTok.
1: <laughs> for sure. For That's sure. cool. Count on it, people. She's a
0: TikTok mommy. Just- she is. Uh, that was creepy. A tick Tommy. Uh, tick Tommy. <laughs> That's also wrong. Um that would be a male. Oh, okay. Um
2: all right.
1: <laughs> so people are making fun of themselves for being on this app for being over 30 and I'm like, mm-hmm.
2: "Hey, that's what everyone said about Facebook when it started. Well, this is just for college kids and now we have old people putting poop emojis on Facebook, right? Like it's just that, that's uh, for sure. That's all that's on Facebook." Exactly. Yeah. So that that's what happens with most of these apps and technological advancements.
1: You guys, I mean, in posting hilarious coronavirus quarantine memes. Yeah. I mean, is this not the best meme season ever? Now is
2: the time. We've been preparing our yes. whole lives for it. Now is the time for the content.
1: Well, I think all the funny people had real jobs. Exactly. And so now that they're non essential, yeah. they're like, let me just make a
2: few exactly. memes. Exactly. <laughs> now all the people that have been hating on all this stuff are now like, you know what? Maybe I'll try out this uh, social media content online stuff, right? Yeah. How do I activate my webcam? <laughs>
1: Ed- I saw you post something along those lines, Edmund.
2: Yeah, it was my hot take. It was like, hello everyone and welcome to making content online. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I was like I've been copying what Edmund's doing for years. How dare you all start now? <laughs> I know, right?
2: <laughs> I know. And you're doing I a good into- job. You're doing a great job, I- Taylor.
0: Allison was just, uh, she told us in the first segment that she was do- using a lot of agility to stay where she was, and she just showed us her knee. Uh, this is, again, very inappropriate. <laughs> Wait, ag-
2: agility to stay where she is right now, currently?
0: I, yeah, I got a perch just right. That, oh, that, weird. That, okay. that was my question as well, Edmund, which is why I brought it up. I'm glad you're picking yeah, up. Yeah, y'all on look really down. cozy. Well, per- I Congratulations. I bought a new chair. Because I live here now, like not at my house. I live right here. Oh, I yeah, do yeah. everything right here. I make all of my online content here. Yeah. I, um, I I play video games here. I ignore my family here. Like This is the chair that I sit in all day. And my back was starting to hurt because I'm not over 30 because I am 30. and uh. Uh, But I've, I've been falling apart for a long time. So I'm glad to have a very new chair courtesy of... The Forte Catholic patrons. Patreon.com slash
2: Wow. What kind of chair did you get? Like, what kind of materials is it made out of? Um,
0: it's made out of black leather. Okay. I feel like you're asking and you don't care and you're doing this well, as a joke. Would it degr- but
2: what, do you think it would – is it biodegradable or is it going to get tuc- stuck in like a turtle, inside a turtle at some point?
0: I am a user of straws. Okay. Uh, that's all, all right. I'll say. All right. Cool. Um, someone named this uh, uh, Elvis Presley because of the black leather. Mm. Okay. That's nice.
1: You named your chair Elvis?
2: I didn't. Someone else did on the internet. Are you calling him Elvis though? No. That'd be really weird to sit on Elvis. This reminds me of Allison just a few minutes ago saying she has to perch just right. And I think appropriate perching is some instructional videos we can look forward to in the shortage of toilet paper. (laughs) Kind of like how to perch just right. I tell you what,
1: I lived in Japan for three years and I'll have you know. That they get into a full squat yeah. for in a hole to use a hole in the ground, yeah. and I am convinced that's why they are such a healthy bunch. I
2: think it's good. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's like a, a some type of thing you can buy online. Oh, the Squatty the, Potty. Squatty Potty.
1: Squatty Potty. We're big fans. Yes. We're... It's science, people. This is science.
2: We we just have a stool, though, so we just use a Squatty Stool. But, yeah, we, we definitely <laughs> I have like Squatty I like that potties. joke. It's
0: a good joke.
2: Oh, sc- I, I get it? Squatty <laughs> Stool. <laughs> I appreciate that. Oh, yep. Um
0: yep. Well, this is what we plan to talk about for sure. Yep. Um, so, Always comes so back
2: to poop with me.
0: It does. <laughs> so you sent uh, – I, I texted you, Edmund – and I, I was like, hey, look, my my job in all of this is to make uh, everything feel like it's not real yeah. and to just have fun yeah. and, and be joyful through all of this time. Right. OK. Yes, everybody knows yeah. what's going on. We can't, we're can't, we not pretending that it doesn't. But this is our escape. And yeah. Edmund, you were like, OK, so nothing about the coronavirus. Yeah. And then in direct Edmund Mitchell fashion you sent me a couple things that have literally nothing to do with anything. Not it's just nothing to do with for. the virus. They make they make no sense at all. But I'm I'm thrilled to talk about them. Like I, when I came on your show called the show, which gets very confusing. Um, we talked about some pretty random things yep. and we're just going to do, here it is. It's the little crossover of Forte Catholic. And Can I industry. interject something really
1: quick? Yes, please.
0: What if I said I no? show.
1: I think the show is, <laughs> I think the show is a brilliant name. Oh. If I ever have a bar, I want to name it some bar. <laughs>
2: some bar. Uh, that's hilarious. Do you want to go to some bar?
1: You want to go to some bar? It's good. It's good. Okay. Sorry. The
2: bar down the road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: We could go on and on. Get us back on track, Taylor. Taylor did well, you I just tried once. What happened? And then you, you, you said, "Can I interject?"
2: <laughs> did you have a stroke, Taylor?
1: I'm done. What do I need? Like, do I need to ding a bell that I'm done now? That okay, would be wait,
2: awesome. Okay, let's let's bring it back. Okay, so Taylor, you've covered so far that you don't you don't want to cover anything substantive substantial uh, on your podcast, and so we're just cl- we're just going to random news bits right now. Uh, And seeing if we could somehow relate them back to something more substantial that's not related to um, to a virus that's plaguing our 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 globe right now.
0: Yeah. So words I want to avoid are things like plaguing. So uh, let's do something different. (laughs) All right.
2: So China. How about China? So no. Uh, Yeah. No. This thing that we came across this article is that some people have internal monologues and some people don't. So, you know, like in in movies and stuff, when people, you know, there, sometimes there'll be like a scene where the actor's kind of, you know, staring out a, w- a window and thinking to himself something. Well, some people can't do that. Some people can't think like a monologue to themselves or, th- or narrate to themselves. And um, yeah, it, it, it weirded people out and it caused us to ask a bunch of our friends. And this person who found this out started texting a lot of his friends asking this, like, surely everyone can do this. And, and found that, I, I don't know, something like 10, 10% of the people he uh, asked said, Yeah, what are you talking about? Wouldn't that be nice if you could do that? And they had no clue. And I just think this is insane. It's insane to think about. It's totally insane. But you have an inner monologue, right? Correct. Edmund? Yeah. Taylor, do you? Yeah. Heck, heck of yes. course
0: I have an inter- internal monologue, because if it became external, I actually would go to hell. Uh, you know that thing where it's like, you can't help the thoughts that come into your head, yeah. but like acting on them is where the sin comes? Yeah. My internal monologue, whenever I die, I know this isn't theologically accurate, but whenever we, whenever we die, our bodies and our spirits, our souls are split. And I feel like I'm going to be split in three my body is going
2: to go into the ground. Because your body my, is so large, you have to be split in three, your body will be i I'm split gonna in two. punch you in
0: the throat. So uh, the the things pieces. that my inner monologue are saying right now. So it be two <laughs> pieces of your body and one soul. No, uh, oh, big okay. body going to a big hole in the ground. Right, um, a big s- hole. Yeah, okay. spirit going to, to purgatory for almost the rest of eternity. And my internal monologue will go to hell.
2: Okay.
1: Okay, but can I, without exposing anything to like gross or weird, can I have some themes? Like what are the what are the things that that are going on inside that mind of yours that you Can I give you mine?
2: Please. Oh, it's it's normally things like uh you're a garbage person, you're not good enough, this isn't great, why are you doing this? Stuff like that. You know, just like the classic about like, your own self oh, yeah. or about other No, about me for sure that's
0: where Edmund and I are different I think all of those same things just about everyone else
1: (laughs) I could have yes I could have given you that Edmund I'm with you babe yeah
2: I have way more just like the the um yeah unquestionable kind of uh self-criticism is like constantly the thing yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah. See, I, I think I, I've told people on the show before that or my show. See, I don't like you. Every time I say I've told people on the show before, I mean mine. But now it sounds like I'm promoting yours and I'm not. That's why I did uh, that. That's I why think I this did was crafty event. It's I know. Exactly Let's go down to the, to the bar down the street. <laughs> so now I forgot what I was saying. My internal monologue against the two of you is just raging right now. OK,
2: well, well when you guys count. So this reminds me of there was an interview with Richard Feynman, who's like a physicist. Uh, And he said that he tried this experiment where he asked people to read a line of text out loud and try to count in their heads or to do the opposite, to try to count out loud and and say something in their heads or whatever. And he found that some people when they're counting use their verbal, whatever part of their brain is verbal. And some people when they're counting inside their head use a visual portion of their brain. So they count by, by seeing numbers, and then some people count by saying the numbers in their head. And the people yeah. that count by seeing numbers could still read and talk out loud while counting up to 10. But the people who oh. the people who um count by saying numbers in their head couldn't say numbers in their head and say read something out loud, they get lost.
1: Interesting. That makes a lot of sense. This is so fascinating.
0: So when you
2: guys count, do you count visually or verbally in your head, do you think? Verbally. 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 Okay, me too. Me too.
0: Life comes to me in words. I think anyone else is insane.
2: (laughs) Well, it makes sense. Look at us all. We're very highly verbal. We're like, you know, talking and recording it and hoping that people listen to our verbs and and words.
0: Prepositions. Yeah. Does anybody... I've I've, I've never heard that people didn't have an internal monologue, monologue. The only conversation I've ever had is who you hear. Like, I hear... My voice, exactly how I would say it, okay. going in my head. Okay. Like so, I, I think there's a couple, a couple of that I've seen. I say it with all the passion that I would say it out loud in my head. Okay. Um, other people hear their voice, but at like a monotone. Like, yeah. And other people hear like Richard Gere, like, I, like some other voice <laughs> that Morgan I'm, I'm Freeman. Not
2: sure. Morgan Freeman, yeah. that would be. Awesome. I prefer an Australian accent. Oh wow, yeah, the, wouldn't that be wonderful? Is that what you hear though?
0: No. I wish what I could you change hear? it. Yeah. Like you can change Siri.
2: Yeah. That'd be great.
0: Allison, do you hear yourself or the, the lady that we see on TikTok?
1: So if y'all think I'm dramatic out loud, you should hear me internally. I am. If, I mean, it is, it is some serious melodrama, yeah. but it's me. Yeah. It's just an amplified version Dang. of me.
2: So what this, this really brings up what people's experiences are, especially when I think of, you know, trying to be empathetic towards others and what they're experiencing. I think we walk through the world assuming that everyone sees the way we see. And there might be like certain things, you know, we could pick up on like gender differences or uh, like different differences just that might be more apparent. But then when we start thinking, well, like, well, all humans must feel or act or perceive things this way. And then when we realize something like this would radically shift the way 20% of people are experiencing the world. Um, yeah. it, it's kind of, you know, unsettling, I think in a good way to kind of question I think in a good way too. Yeah, to kind of question, because, and I don't,
1: you know, I don't want to bring up any like controversial personality tests or anything, but they've been really helpful for me. And, you know, not that they label people perfectly because people can't be labeled perfectly, but it has knowing what I am and knowing how I lean and then understanding where other people lean and lie heavy, like what categories they lie heaviest in. It's been very freeing because it's like, oh, I don't not like the party because I'm a jerk. It's just... That's just not kind of how I'm wired. Or like, oh, you're not argumentative about this thing because you're a jerk. It's just kind of how you're wired. And it turns out you didn't wake up that morning determined to tick me off.
0: Yeah. It's just how you are. Yeah, totally. So I like that that is now your assumption because whenever I do things intentionally to tick you off, you think you know, to tick you off, you think the best of me. I, I appreciate it. Yes, yeah, so we-
1: I'm like, oh, poor Taylor. He's just an eye. <laughs> well, you're not an eye. <laughs> I don't, uh, You're
0: just uh, a J or a P or a XYZ. Well, I'm seeing letters forming in my internal monologue and I'm reading them.
2: <laughs> I think this is really important to just to examine, I mean, examine. It's so relevant of a topic to explore and just think about, like it kind of brings up unexamined biases or just the idea that there. you know, there's, um, there's this, uh, I don't know if you call him a scientist, but I forget what he would, what field or discipline he's in, but Jonathan Haidt has a book called right, The Righteous Mind and why, um, yeah. why good people are divided about things or something like that. And he talks a lot about this idea of moral intuitions that we have these moral intuitions that whether or not they're nature or nurture, there is a moral intuition that sometimes is different across different cultures or different upbringings. And we don't know always why we feel that way at first, but we kind of try to rationalize this emotion that has, you know, emotion has been demonized so much, but emotions are good. Emotions are the way we intuit things deeper than our, our conscious reasoning. And so he talks about how, you know, in some Eastern cultures, there's a much more intense moral intuition towards we thinking like, like group thinking community, like sacrificing for others. Right. Whereas in Western societies, there's much more of a moral intuition towards individual, like my right, my individual right, um, standing up for my yes. self-expression and reason. And these aren't good or, you know, it's yes. not not that it's a uh, good or bad one way or the other, but there's this kind of moral intuition or gut feeling towards certain things, uh, that we, we don't always examine or we're not conscious of them happening. And I think that's really helpful. I mean, um, to think about that when you're when you're having dialogue with people, or when something comes up where you're like, "Man, how could this person possibly be thinking this way about this?" Uh, that there might be something deeper than what they're what they're saying about it. There's something deeper that they're experiencing coming from right. these different places of upbringing or culture or background.
0: Yeah, I I just had an interaction with with a friend of mine, or like who are like an acquaintance that's become a friend pretty recently. Where like, I mean, some things were said where it was just like where are you coming from? Like, I don't think you're a bad person, but how are you assuming that about me? And it was it was coming from a very different worldview, very di- like different understanding of the facts, you know? And it was like, you think I'm that bad of a person? And then it became a phone call. And I was like, here's where I'm coming from. And they were like, oh, yeah, you're not a- like, like they were like demonizing me and I was demonizing their response to me because of how they perceived of what I was doing and saying, right? Yeah. Where, w- when we finally had a conversation right. and talked about it, we were both like, we both think that we're great, that the other is a great person. And how did this happen? And it came from very different ways that we interact, very different ways that we see the world and that we experienced the encounters that we were having.
2: And can you imagine if, if like part of that argument hinged on uh, uh, you accusing the other person of thinking something right and then and then that person is one of the 20% that doesn't know what you're talking about when it comes to like well i wasn't thinking that you know and like because they're maybe much more visual or abstract in their head they're not they're not they they have no clue and so you get in this whole big argument about that without examining the fact that something that who would have thought to say well what do you, what do you mean by i was thinking that
1: yeah i'm reminded of the time i woke up very angry with my husband because he cheated on me in a dream <laughs>
2: Oh man, there's a comedian that has a whole bit about that. I've I've heard. Oh, that really? Yeah, there was a comedian we were listening to that had a whole bit about that, about like the <laughs> difference between men and women. Yes. Yeah. Ironically
0: yeah. enough, you're saying all this while I've been trying to give the directive that we've been out of time for a very long oh. time. Oh, uh, so so. It's well it so fun. It was fun, but you need to you need to be a, a part of the we and not just a me, Miss Sullivan. All right, Edmund, <laughs> thanks so much. Y'all go follow Edmund Mitchell on all the social medias. Go listen to the show with Edmund Mitchell. He's doing great stuff. Uh, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with a, 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 seg- a final segment that is much better than anything Edmund's ever done. We'll be right back. Allison, if I say turn it to 11, do you know what movie I'm referencing? No. I think it's Pulp Fiction. Oh. I'm not quite sure. I've never seen it. But it's a thing that people say. And that's the reason why I decided that uh, ForteCatholic.com slash beard, the discount is 11%. Not okay. 10. Everybody else's is 10 I have the highest percentage off of everybody because eleven because I'm smart. <laughs> and I was
1: smart. like, "Smart, you were, are smart." I,
0: that's all I ever wanted. We could stop recording. I just wanted that recorded somewhere. FortiCatholic.com slash beard. You can get 11% off your next order. I just ordered my new order of of Catholic Balm for my beard because I needed more. And I just got it like trimmed down and I wanted it to continue to look pretty and and to smell good so my wife will still love me. So if you, too, (laughs) want your wife to still love you or if you're a woman and want to smell nice as well. This is
1: for like intentional beards, not accidental ones.
0: No, it's for all beards. All <laughs> are welcome. All are welcome. All are welcome on this face. Okay, I had to finish that. I had the joke, and it kept going. Uh, but if you're a woman like <laughs> yourself, you can you can get lip balm. You can get, like, hand lotion. You, too, can smell like a pretty person. I
1: do have the occasional stray hair.
0: <laughs> It'll work. It'll work. <laughs> on your arm? I, I don't know what we're talking about. No,
1: that's the accidental beard. Oh, the where accidental you're like, beard. husband, tell me these oh. things.
0: Well, I'm not your husband, but I'll be sure to tell you <laughs> if I ever see it. ForteCatholic.com slash beer.
1: TMI.
0: Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I'm Taylor Stroll. That's still Allison Sullivan sitting in her daughter's bed <laughs> to be able to record this. We're having a good time today. We're having some fun. Uh, I want to thank Edmund Mitchell again for coming on. Uh, He's so great. He's he's great. I I love Edmund. He's so easy to talk to. I feel like he does this really great job of being
1: super silly, but going deep all at the same time. And because those seem like opposites, I don't know how he manages that, but he does.
0: I like how you just complimented on him on the thing that this show is based on. Thanks for not saying that about me. (laughs) I appreciate that very much so. Do you try to go deep, Taylor? I hadn't noticed. Oh, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh you and I had had a difference in opinion the other day and it wasn't it wasn't uh, we didn't fight about it at all but it was it was a difference no, yeah. in ho- how we approach things and that's what kind of what Edmund and I were and, and you were talking about in the last segment and I kind of wanted to bring it up Uh, And then transition into what we're going to be talking about here in this segment. But we were talking about, well, we don't have to do all the details, but zooming out. It's like you are used to like giving a talk for like this coming Sunday's reading or this coming Wednesday's reading or like something that's coming. Sure. Something upcoming. Right? Yeah. Um, I actually more so talk about stuff that, that, that just happened. Uh-huh. Uh, and I think that says something about the two of us. I know what it says about me. Here's what it says about me. Um, I often talk about on this show, which releases on Wednesdays or Thursdays, I talk uh-huh. about last Sunday's reading. Because I have forgotten what last Sunday's readings were about. Also, I'm lazier than you, and I'll think of content while I'm in mass and then share it the next time I record. Right? But also, I, I think it comes from this thing. It's like mo- I think most people forget Sunday's readings by 2 p.m. on Sunday. So I think reminding them halfway through the week is a good thing. And you had a different opinion, which I I think both work. It was just funny how we, how we talked about it.
1: Yeah. I think it's fun to kind to prepare people for them for the readings so that when they are in mass, they can reflect on, okay. So you know how, if you have a handful of let's say jelly beans sure, and if you throw them against a wet wall. Some of them will stick, some of them won't. I didn't know that. Oh, it's true. Try. It. Go ahead, try that. So, but if you have some background knowledge for something, then hearing it again can take a deeper dive. So it's really very altruistic of me, Taylor, that I want people to experience a deeper dive whilst in mass.
0: Well, here's how your altruism works in real life. Because every time I hear you, like I've, I, you give great talks. I hear you give the talk on Wednesday night you know what I'm doing in mass on Sunday? Not paying attention what? to the homily or the readings because I already heard them on Wednesday. You're an
1: outlier. We've already established this. I think most people are doing what's intended.
0: Well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to see how much of an outlier I am. I'm um, want you. i going to put out a poll and, and ask people uh, where they lie on this. I do think I'm probably in a minority because we've all agreed that I hear scripture and hear things differently than anybody else does. But – this is still my show, Ms. Sullivan. You are a great partner in this, but you know what we're going to do? Are you telling me to back off? No, 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 no. What I'm telling you is I'm going to force you to have a conversation about a reading that already happened because that's funny to me. Oh, good. All right. I see.
1: No, you can, you can strong arm that. That's fine i did think you were telling me to quit being so opinionated and that i wasn't sure i was going to be able to do well
0: maybe we do need to talk about that uh women being subordinate passage that we joked about in the first (laughs) in the first segment (laughs) oh man okay so no we're going to talk about this past saturday's daily reading which okay here's the thing this is how i think about these things we've got the two things i like the reminders Uh, You like the preparation. This is actually neither because it's another way. The reason we're talking about this is for a completely different reason. Reason. Okay. It's because very few people ever hear the Saturday daily readings (laughs) because most masses are in the evening and they have Sunday's readings. Right? Yes. So the only people that go to Saturday morning masses are the people who are Catholic enough to not listen to this show. (laughs)
1: <laughs> but also during the week you might read the daily readings because you have structure during the week. So on a Saturday, all bets are off.
0: Right. Uh, nothing makes me feel worse every day than the fact that I have the daily readings emailed to me and most days start by me deleting yesterday's because I didn't read it and it was an unread message and I don't like unread messages.
1: I'm a bad person. Right. Um, right, you're that person. Yeah. Interesting. I wouldn't have guessed. <laughs>
0: I don't don't know if you mean the sarcastic answer or the – I don't know if you're surprised that I delete them or surprised that I get them in the first place.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to let you wonder.
0: Well, you've made me wander a lot throughout this episode, so making (laughs) me wonder is nothing new. Um, Okay, so this Saturday's reading, I actually read because – it was Saturday, and we've been cooped up for weeks, and I had nothing else to do. That's where I am spiritually. Okay, so the Gospel of John. And I was reading it, and I had a very tailored reading of this, and I wanted to share it um, primarily with the listeners, but you're here too, so I guess you could hear. <laughs> Perfect. Great. Right time, right place. Uh, some in the crowd who heard these words of Jesus said, this is truly the prophet. Others said, this is the Christ. Okay, I, like, I always like where the gospel just drops us in. Some of the crowd heard these words of Jesus. What do, you, what do you mean? What words of Jesus? Like we had. I like how I, my first word was scroll back because that's how I read the Bible now. But I was doing the like page flipping with my hand, so in my <laughs> head was scrolling, but in my right. hand I was doing this because this right. is stupid. Okay,
1: it's the way we tape things, and it's like
0: nobody's taping anything yeah. anymore. I'm in a video this holding a fake camcorder up on my shoulder, and those <laughs> haven't existed in twenty eight yeah. years. Uh, so earlier he said, "Whoever chooses to do the uh, do his will." Shall know my teach? Shall know my teaching is from God, whether I speak on my own? Whoever spe- speaks on his own seeks his own glory, but whoever seeks the glory of the one who sent the- him is truthful, and there is no wrong in him. So he just said this profound thing way earlier in the chapter. There's more things that he said that we'll get to here in just a second. Um, but he, he he gives us these two things, right? So here's this is the prophet, and this is the Christ. Okay. So, Allison, you make a living out of, out of, out of talking. The prophet, uh, why, why are these two things pitted against each other? What's your initial thought? Well, there, some are saying he's the prophet. Some are saying he's the Christ.
1: Well, because one is human and one is God. I mean, we can all, you know, here's the thing about prophets is that they foretell things. And you, you and I can have a prophetic voice, but we
0: are certainly not the Christ. We are certainly not God. <laughs> You speak for yourself. Um, So, (laughs) so, um, what's what's interesting is like like that. That was my initial thought as well, right? And it's and it's and it's right. But there is a little more nuance in it that I didn't think until I went and got my. I haven't. There's a specific Bible that I have that goes like super deep into the Gospels. Like it's like one line of scripture and then all commentary on the page. Okay, I love that you're about to teach me something right now. I I love that I learned it eight days ago. This is how this is how uh, radio works. It sounds like I know things. That's not true. It sounds like I'm dumb most of the time. But when, when I do sound like I know things, I say it like I've known it forever, but I just learned it three days ago. Right. right. So, so a little peek behind right. the curtain.
1: Or I like to say it like it just came off the top of my head yeah. when the truth is <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've been thinking about this for weeks. Well, that's called plagiarism, which I also try to avoid, but you know, whatever. <laughs> So how how, like that's how you and I understand it because we know we know what we know now that Christ is God and Christ is the Savior. The the Jewish people hearing that at the time wouldn't have had that understanding. Um, The prophet was somebody that everybody must listen to, um, like somebody with good words. The Christ was the person that was going to come and save them, right? Save them. Um, Uh So so here here they are listening. It's like here's a person who says good words, and here's the person that's going to save us. And that's where this crowd was. But there's another group in this crowd. Obviously, that's like the masses. And then, but others said, the Christ will not come from Galilee, will he? Does not the scripture say that the Christ will be of David's family and come from Bethlehem, the village where David lived, question mark. So a division occurred in the crowd that some wanted to arrest him and some wanted to lay, lay hands on him. So the people that wanted to arrest Jesus, their qualm was that he wasn't born in Bethlehem, the city of David. I I believe, Allison, there's a Christmas song called "O Little Town of Something. Where was Jesus born?
1: (laughs) Right. So they just didn't have the facts or what? Yeah.
0: They didn't didn't know what they were talking about. They had no clue. Oh, but they were so certain, though. This man is from Galilee. We know that the Christ is from Bethlehem, is going to come from Bethlehem, the city of David. This guy's from Galilee. Let's kill him. Yeah. They didn't know the facts. He was literally born in Bethlehem. Like that's, we, we know that people know, like they didn't, they, they made this quick snap assumption that he was a Galilean. Well, they could have also said, okay, so he's from Galilee because
1: that's where he spent his, you know, young adulthood or whatever. They could have also said, no, he's from Nazareth. And so you just, ha- I like that. It's not so straightforward. We're going to have to dig.
0: Yeah. And I'm reading this the first time and like, isn't it going to come from Bethlehem? And I'm like, Wait am I missing something? Like, am I wrong? And I love when I'm not. Uh, (laughs) And I'm just like, like, and and I've heard this, this gospel reading many times, not on Saturday morning mass, but I just read it on my own. And it never really struck me. It never struck me that they were wrong. And like, this is the, this is still in John chapter seven. This is one of the first times that they're like, Hey, we need to kill this guy. And it came Mm -hmm. from not hearing him and hearing him say something they didn't like. It came from, he doesn't fit what we think he should be. Exactly. Let's yeah. kill him. Right. And so I'm like, which, which group am I in? Which group am I in? Because we have to be in one of these groups. Is Jesus a person who says nice words? And I think even as a person who's been a, a Christian my whole life, I can still put Jesus in that category sometimes. Yeah, he said nice words, but he's not. he doesn't mean that much to me today. Like, I've been there before. I've been in times where he's the Christ. He's the Savior. He's, he's the man. That's the majority, I would hope, right? You know, like, that's the majority of where he is. But I think there's other times where it's like, I completely misunderstand where Jesus is coming from, so I don't want any, any, any part to it. It's been very nice for people to text me over the last, like, month or two. I've been much less stressed over the last few weeks, ironically enough, with everything going on. But the month yeah. before, I was really stressed, and I was trying to guard most of it. To, to yeah. share a little bit of no and like people that listen to the show were texting me and be like, Hey, we're praying for you. We hope everything's all right. We like yeah. we're, they're like, something's wrong. And I'm like, Oh wow, I didn't realize it was that obvious, right? Yeah. Where it was like, I I think sometimes I'm like, I'm not trusting Jesus with the facts where he's going mm-hmm. to take care of me, he's going to love me, he's going to get me through this. And I'm just yeah. like, This isn't what you promised, Jesus. Let's let's yeah. let's kill this relationship, you know? Yeah.
1: It's so easy for me to be so to um, separate myself from sin and to separate myself from the Pharisees because they annoy me greatly. You know, they had this very fixed idea of what Jesus was going to come and do. He was going to deliver them from Rome. He was going to have very specific militant strategies and he was coming to finally deliver these people from all the suffering that they had endured. And when he wasn't doing that, when he was talking, you know, showing up and talking about meekness, turning other cheeks you know and he wasn't fitting this it, it would be very Pharisaical of me to say that i have nothing in common with the pharisees yeah and yeah. so the question is how might i also reject who christ really is based on my perception of who he should be mm. and so god's power or goodness can never be proven by how I think he ought to behave. And yet I do it all the time. I'm like, this is the way that I think this should go. And when it doesn't, there's kind of this, wait, what, who are you again? And I have to remind myself that he is limitless and I am limited and who he is and who I am and the distance in between. And all of that can get really tricky and requires a lot of prayer and reminding and remembering and all of
0: that. The sad truth is, I've, I've focused this week on this passage and the passage of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego being thrown into the fire with King Nebuchadnezzar. The two people that I have, I have uh, connected with the most in scripture this week are the Pharisees and King Nebuchadnezzar, who tried to kill the people of God. And I'm wow. like, that's not healthy. I need to do yeah. something about this, right? I love that. I love that. Here's what happened this whole story that we have read so far happened they want to lay hands on him the chief priests of of the pharisees send guards to go arrest jesus while he's saying all of these things then the next line is so the guards went to the chief priests and the pharisees who asked them why didn't you bring him they show back up to the chief priests and the pharisees and they're like without jesus they were supposed to go arrest him to kill him right then and the guards say never before has anyone spoken like this man so the Pharisees answered them, have you also been deceived? Have any of the authorities of the Pharisees believed in him? But this crowd who does not know the law is accursed. So then Nicodemus, one of their members who had come to them earlier, does our law condemn a man before it first hears him and finds out what he is doing? And, and, and it continues. But here's the thing that, strike, that, that strikes me because I went back and read a few verses beforehand. I... Of the whole chapter, this happens towards the end of the chapter, I read to you if I'm comparing as a modern day Catholic, knowing everything that Jesus says, I've read I've read all the gospels multiple times. Like I, I've I've heard what Jesus said. He has said some great things. What I wouldn't say is that the first 16 chapters of John chapter seven, I would not put that in the best of what Jesus said. Huh. If I was making a yeah. top 10 list of like the best things that Jesus said, the most impactful things that Jesus said, the, like the, that's not in his most famous. He's saying some pretty basic things and some things that like, it's, like I, I'm reading it as a modern day Catholic who's, who's read all, all of this gospel and be like, okay, like I see it. These men who had never heard of Jesus are more convicted by the truth of what Jesus said in those verses than I am today Interesting. As, as a follower of Jesus. They're like, yeah. never has anybody spoken like this. And I'm like- It was all right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was blown away by that.
1: Yeah. But asking, but then asking the question, I mean, taking it to the next level of, okay, so what? Okay. So what am I missing? Right. You know, you didn't, you didn't have to do that. And I think. The Lord is so pleased with you, Taylor.
0: uh, Well, not recently, but maybe he will be (laughs) when I start taking these lessons to heart. I've been connecting with the Pharisees and I think I have gotten too comfortable with Jesus I've gotten too used to the things that he said I've gotten too used to like sure. my traditions just like they got used to their traditions
1: sure, absolutely
0: and I'm not hearing Jesus oh it's so good with the power that he spoke with that these yeah. strangers who were sent there to be antagonists against him yeah. were like that guy's awesome <laughs> yeah
1: yeah you know familiarity it breeds indifference you know yeah I've heard that before
0: what next Jesus and I are too familiar. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. 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 You've heard it a million times. So what, you know, eh, meh. All right. So how do I need to fix it? You, you get, you get, you're finishing the show today by telling you're me what doing I need
1: to do. It. You're doing it. Am I? This is, you know, there's this moment, um, where you're having a baby. Stay uh, with me. Well. <laughs> yep. And you grab whoever's closest and you say, I can't do this. And inevitably, that person who you have in your clutches, they say to you, it's this very inspired thing. It just comes. They say, You are doing it. This is it. And so that doesn't mean that it's easy or fun um, or painless, but you are doing it. You're doing the work.
0: So, this is how my brain works. How I just pictured that moment for you was you grabbing someone one day after the baby had been born and be like, Ma'am, I'm just here to change your sheets. Allison, thanks so much for joining me today. (laughs) I'll be back next week. See ya. All right, it's our last one, Allison. You don't have to be stressed out Ugh, anymore.
1: No, I'm sweating. Literal sweat in my literal armpit. Well, I've have, I have
0: got nothing to help you out there, but uh, are, your, are your feet sweating?
1: No. What? Ah, no. Well, if <laughs> Actually, I just checked, yes. They are? Yes.
0: Are you lying now because you said that they weren't? No, no, come here. No, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> Uh, I don't want to. I never want to touch your feet or socks, but I I can buy you some new ones. I'll touch those before I give them to you. ForteCatholic.com slash socks. I can get you some sock religious socks. Featuring Jesus. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Maybe when you said you weren't good at these commercials, you were right. I should have listened to you. Some Uh, totally holy footwear. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Oh, man. I'm going to go punch myself into that wall over there. That didn't make any sense. Uh, but oh my gosh. great saints, the Jesus, who's my favorite Jewish Catholic. You can get all these socks to make yourself look good and feel holy. You can be reminded to pray whenever you look at your sweaty toes <laughs> with the stray hairs on them. ForteCatholic.com slash socks.